Today's episode of the Fight Disciples podcast is brought to you in association with Fit to Fight UK. This is the UK's premier professional fighter medical facility. So these guys have been going for 10 years, longer than anybody else in the game. This is the only place in the UK. If you're a fighter, that's MMA or boxing, and you're looking to get your license from the Border Control, whoever it may be, with the UFC, with Safe MMA, this is the only place in the UK. You can, it's a one-stop shop. So you go there on one day, you can get your MRI, your bloods, your eye test, your hepatitis B, everything you need to compete professionally. It is Fit to Fight UK. And for more information, if you want to book in, ring 07833-966-774. Fit to Fight UK. This, this, this is, is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. Coming up, Nick rips into my new haircut. Now, be honest. Yeah. Is this because when we were ringside yeah. last week... Yeah, it is. I took a picture <laughs> of the back of your head and said you were thinning. He's also got a suggestion on how to make the gloves are off, AJ versus Klitschko, entertaining. But the only way to make that interesting was to say to Johnny, take a back seat, son. And bring the big man in, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, Tyson is the Fury host. hosting <laughs> the gloves are off between AJ and Klitschko. Would have made it much watch TV. Yeah, it would have been brilliant. And it's not just me that he's taking the mick out of either. Anthony Crawler, he's coming for you. Well, he needs the money because that suit he had on was fucking abysmal. What are you talking about? Mayweather's got one of them. <laughs> I don't care. Mate! I love Anthony to bits. Mate! We, we love Anthony Crawler. I'm not this. That suit I was horrific. It was a rascal. I'm getting myself one. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Welcome to episode 93 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Hope you are well. Thank you so much for downloading once again and thank you very much for coming back to enjoy, hopefully enjoy, some of the nonsense that... Uh, me and Mr. Pete spout on a week-to-week basis. Uh, if you've only just stumbled across us, go to our website, fightdisciples.com. There's a button there where you can subscribe to us via iTunes. Therefore, you'll never miss out on anything that we provide three episodes per week, absolutely free. We're also on social media, at Fight Disciples, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What was that at the start of the show? <laughs> listen, you don't need to know. I know that you... It. Listen, right, last week, you're blooming telling everybody, that's it, I've done... 500 years, 633 episodes of magazines at Fighters Only. I'm calling it a day. I'm packing it in. And now you're advertising companies on the podcast. What's going on here? Don't worry about have it. You got, have Listen, you got a bit of a sideline? I need somebody to keep me in beads. Somehow. Have you got a little I bit need, of a Del Boy going on? <laughs> Are you doing blood tests on fighters? Are you rubbing somebody down? What's exactly, going on? Exactly, yeah. Exactly. You got your own clinic, son. Uh, no, but you know the premier clinic in the UK. But listen, this is an, this is potentially the the award winning sports podcast in the UK. Yeah. People want to be a part of the Fight Disciples Revolution. Yeah, all I'm doing is opening open our bank accounts and letting these people come in. Is it right? Okay. Um, can I just say that we've had what three four minutes now of the show, and Nick has not mentioned two things which I thought he'd go straight in on. One, my new haircut, and. <laughs> <laughs> a new haircut class. Now, let me just, before you move on to, you no. know, the, the, the wrist jewellery, the new haircut. Mm. Now, mm. for anyone, obviously, can't see us. Uh, yeah, but they know us on social media. They've seen our faces. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, 
your new haircut. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it's the Denny Matthews look, isn't it? It's the shade. It's the yeah. It's the number one all over. It's to the wood. It's the Lionel Blair. It's actually a point. You know? It's actually a point five. It's a is it? Yeah, yeah I've gone shorter than one. Did you go in the barbers and, so, and say, if, give me a Derry Matthews? Give us a Derry Matthews. Yeah, yeah. they're going to take it all off. That's exactly what it was. Now be honest. Yeah. Is this because when we were ringside yeah. last week? Yeah, it is. I took a picture <laughs> of the back of your head and said you were thinning. Right. There's two. There's two <laughs> things that have led to this new haircut. Right. I am f- follically challenged at the top, right? I've got a sunroof. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, when 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 you, you you're a man with extremely thick hair, as I have been for the majority of my life, I've had two kids, right, and they're stressing me out, and therefore it's starting to fall. So, two things have happened recently. One, I made a comment on Nick's new haircut last week because he had an impressive fade. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, very impressive. You're fade. very you're, you're, bar- you're very blessed with your barn at my That's right. A very impressive fade. So I made a comment on it. Right then, the cheeky bastard decided to take a picture at the back of my head and stick it on social media with an arrow pointing thinning. Right. <laughs> so I thought, right, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I might be insecure about it. You'd let everybody know about it, okay? Then my wife did the exact same thing. I thought, right, that's it. Fuck it, it's done. It's gone on it. Get myself in for a Derry Matthews. So I've had one. I've had All one. off. I've I love had it. One it's a summer cut. Summer cut. Speaking of summer yeah. and summer looks, yeah, we've gone to the next level. Let's flick back two weeks then when I turned up with my new beads on. Yeah, me, me summer beads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you explain why you are now sitting in the studio in front of me with fucking matching beads on? Got me beads on today, aren't I? Exactly. That's it. See? Well, what, what did I tell you? Two things have happened led to this as well. First of all, when we went out with all the guys um, that listened to the show for ahead uh, of the the fight in Manchester, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed how much they celebrated your beads, and I felt a little bit left out. So I thought, I'm going to get some beads, and I'm going to get amongst it. These aren't new beads. Basically, I am, our spare bedroom is now being turned into my daughter's bedroom, and okay. in there were some fitted wardrobes, and they've been used as a bit of a dumping ground for some time. So obviously, over the Easter weekend, I've been ripping wardrobes out when my dad came across a few little nicks and knacks. Some programmes in there, signed by Tony Bellew, by the way, that nice. are now framed up at my house. Anyway, came across the beads, didn't I? And I thought... They'll go down a right treat on this week's show. Then I'll get them on, no bother whatsoever. <laughs> so I've got me, I've got two bangles on, Anna. There you go. I've got a metal one and I've got one here. Which, by the way, yours. You've gone to the shop and paid nine quid at bloody top man, right? Just to look like a twat. <laughs> I have mine's engraved. Mine's got my kids' names on that. Oh right, okay. So my means. So something. your missus bought them for you then. So my missus bought this one, yeah. Right. And what's the other one? Does that mean you're diabetic or something? <laughs> It does look like one of them that's like for me arthritis, doesn't it? Yeah, I've got them on. I've got my arthritic band on, and I've got uh, fucking how you changed two weeks ago. You were giving me loads. Summer, isn't it? Wanna be a wanna be like this. Next week, next week, I'm coming in and wearing my shades, wearing my shades on the show. So now that that's out the way, yeah. <laughs> we've got it out the way, let's get on with a little bit of boxing chat because I've noticed, I, I listen to a lot of shows um, on the radio, the, the podcast as well, that are catering for the fight fight game and everybody's gone early on AJ and Klitschko. Everybody's gone really early on it. They've, they've jizzed all over the gaff. Listen, calm down. Plenty of time for that. Got another week yet. Exactly. Calm down. We're going to do all that next week, even though I've, I've got a little bit on Gloves Are Off. Yeah. I, you haven't watched it yet. No, no. And I've advised uh, you not to because it's boring. I could have told you that. That's why I haven't watched it. There's no need to. If you haven't watched Gloves Are Off between AJ and Klitschko, don't bother. You're not missing anything. What did I tell you? In the car on the way in, I to the studio today. I said, there's only one way that makes it watchable. Only one way. And that's no offence to the entertainer himself, Mr. Johnny Nelson, who I think is doing a sterling job with Sky Sports. But the only way to make that interesting was to say to Johnny, take a back seat, son. 
and bring the big man in, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, Tyson is the Fury host. hosting <laughs> the gloves are off between AJ and Klitschko would have made it much watch TV. Yeah, it would have been brilliant. But it, it was. He didn't, and it's no, it isn't. no, no, they didn't, and it's boring. Um, it's a good job that one, they're heavyweights, and two, that either one of them can end this with one shot. That's, yeah, yeah. that's going to pull the punters in on the day. It's not going to be uh, the animosity between them because they might as well just have the cuddle. I bet they spoon at night, them, <laughs> them two together. I bet they do. Uh, one good thing that has come out of that fight, though, news this week, is that uh, only for the third time in history, uh, the two big rival uh, television broadcasters in America have gone toe to toe. I say toe to toe, they're both showing it. Um, so Showtime are going to be showing it in real time, AJ and Klitschko, and then on a delayed telecast, uh, HBO have got it as well. It's only happened on Massive. two previous... I can't have that many times before. Surely. It happened for Lewis versus Tyson, Wow! and it happened for Mayweather versus Pacquiao. This is only the third time that it's happened. That is how big this wow. fight is. So which one's at live on Showtime? It's on live on Showtime, so because that that's the deal... Showtime that... doing a... Will they do a countdown show then? Yeah, so we basically AJ has got a deal with Showtime, hasn't he? Right. So it's live on Showtime, that fight. Uh, and HBO, obviously, they want a piece of the pie, so they're getting it on a delayed telecast. Class. There you go. Yeah. Mega, mega money. Yeah, huge. That When it, when AJ says he's going to be a billionaire, he obviously knew some shit was going down. He right? does, yeah, yeah. So there'll be some coin flowing around uh, with this particular fight, of which we will be speaking about next week, because next week is the build-up to it, not this week. This week is all about Julius Ndongo. From Namibia. Wow. Where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> I'm telling you. I just thought he was a one-punch wonder against Trojanovsky. I tell you something, he came up and he's got the skills to pay the bills. He put a lesson, an absolute lesson on Ricky Burns. First of all, the judge that judged this 116-112, you want sacking, mate. Yes, all right, you've still come up with the right overall result, but that was a joke. It was a lesson. It was a school lesson. Yeah. 120-108, I can't argue with it, mate. He absolutely beefed him. He was outstanding, yeah. We didn't we didn't know what to expect, did we? That was the problem with Ndongo, yeah. because when you never fight outside your home country before, and then you go to America and you fight for the world title, and you knock a guy out, basically the first punch you land, it's impossible to get footage of you. So no one knew what he was capable of. Yeah. But uh, we didn't expect that. Certainly I didn't expect that, you know. For me, he's shot right up to number two in that weight division with that win. Obviously, he's unified the belt, so he's got... There's only him and Crawford. There's only Crawford. Him and Terence Crawford got all the belts, yeah, yeah. So Terence Crawford against Ndongo was certainly the fight to make in that super lightweight division right now. But, you know, I kind of... I felt for Ricky Burns because... I don't know whether there was an element of it, his career just caught up with him and it was just like perfect timing by Ondongo and you've got the O'Hara Davises and, you know, the Jack Catterall's and, you know, Robbie Davises of this country kind of going, damn, that was, I that was, was looking to moment. do that. That yeah. was my moment, you know. I don't know whether there's a an element of that involved that it was just about timing for Ondongo or... You know, because Ricky Burns was just moving in straight lines. He was predictable. Yeah. He didn't really rally at any point. But then again, he tried to rally. Hmm. And Dongo was just too good for him. He was too long. He was hitting him with all shots. He was enjoying himself in there. And one thing you do know about these African fighters especially is, one, they can take a shot. Not that he really had to, because Ricky can't no. punch at this weight division. But two, they've got fitness for days. He yeah, could have yeah. done 24 rounds. Not a problem. He was big as well. Head. He's massive. It's huge. Um, can I just uh, put a little bit of a shout out to Adam Smith, a friend of our show. He's been on our show, obviously commentator, head of boxing for uh, Sky Sports, who uh, created a new word at the weekend, which I'm very impressed with. Spidery. Nice. He described Indongo as spidery. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounds frightening. It does, yeah, exactly. There you go. Spidery, Julius Indongo. Maybe that's a new nickname that he can be using when he's walking into the ring. One thing that I, I conclude from it, right, is... 
Ricky Burns getting beat mm-hmm. is fantastic for those that want to see Crawler versus Flanagan. Yes. There's a reason why Crawler was there at the weekend. There's yes. a reason why he was invited up, because obviously Sky are in, we match room. There's a reason why he's on call comms. I wouldn't have been surprised if we might have had a situation where he's in the ring at the end of it, having a little bit of a chat with Ricky Burns and they're going to make that fight. There's yeah. no belt on the line now. There no. is no reason to be stepping up. There's only one fight for you now, my friend, and that is a boy called Terry Flanagan. Let's get it made. Let's get it on. Let's do it at the arena in Manchester. Well, he needs the money because that suit he had on was fucking abysmal. What are you talking about? Mayweather's got one of them. <laughs> I don't care. Mate. I love Anthony to bits. Mate. We, we love Anthony Crawler. I'm not this. That suit I was horrific. It was a rascal. I'm getting myself one. Did he find it in Floyd's bin or something? Mate, Did Mayweather wear I'm it? I'm not having you bad mouthing that, my fucking friend. Fucking horrific. Listen, suit. me and you were wearing fucking beads. It, you can wear whatever it you was want. Ba- it was bad enough, and I thought it was a jacket. And then when I seen it was the full suit, I was oh. like, oh, million dollar son, come on. Proper, t- proper tackle, that, innit? Crazy. You're not up for that, I you love know? it. Listen, you know what? I'm, I'm laughing. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, You'd have been I know that myself. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. Regarding now, the fight, though, you've got to. Now, you've my got wife to... dresses me purely out of John Lewis. That's it. Regarding that fight, though, you must admit, with. Um, Ricky Burns losing that title what's the point in going up 100% there's no reason for him to move up there's absolutely zero reason for Anthony Crawler to move up now certainly not to fight Dongo. certainly not because he's way too big punches way too hard that is a fight I just do not want to see and then the, the you know the three or four killers in that weight division coming through in this country that are all bigger just physically big. to Anthony as well so there's no point the, the fight is there you know, we were we were ringside. Well, we weren't ringside. We'd actually moved into the bleachers, but well, we, we were in Manchester <laughs> the other, other week to watch Terry Flanagan fighting in front of an empty Manchester arena. He needs Crawler more, and Crawler needs him because it's his route back to world title class. Mm. You know, that's the fight to me, and they've got to. You know, we, we're led to believe that Anthony hasn't got a long term deal with Matchroom. It's all done on a handshake. That Eddie Hearn likes to do that a lot of the time. Eddie Hearn's already said if he gets the right offer, he should go and fight on the BT Sports Bill and fight against the uh, against Turbo. So the the obstacles hopefully are out of the way now. Frank Warren must have been there the week last weekend with Terry Flanagan and thought, oh, okay. I'm gonna have to. Put we a need to do quid something. On the table for Anthony Crawler. We're gonna have to invest in this kid to fill this place up, and the only way to do it. The easy way to do it, put him in against Crawler and hope that Crawler fans latch on to Terry Flanagan. Because mm. they're all Manchester, so why not? But that's the fight to make, 100%. Ricky Burns now, Ricky's got to go away and do his own thing and find his own soul searching and come back and make the right decision for him. But Ricky Burns against Anthony Crawler does nothing for me anymore because there's no title on the line. Mm. One of uh, Crawler's stablemates was in action at the weekend, Scotty Cardle, uh, taking on Robbie Barrett. And again... Maybe I've got rose-tinted glasses, I don't know, when I look at this, because I've seen Scott in the gym, yeah, and he's a, he looks a million dollars. And I think I, Dave Cowell actually alluded to this in commentary. He was talking about him being a gym fighter and a guy that over the last two to three, maybe four fights, hasn't really shone under the spotlights of the bright lights. We, we've heard this many, many times about various fighters down the years. Some shine in the gym, they don't necessarily do it when it comes to the bright lights. Now, Robbie Barrett, yeah? Again, I don't know too much about him, but I know that he can't punch. Yeah. I know that he's an accumulative puncher. He's a, he, from what I saw at the weekend, he's a fantastic technician. He's, a, he's yeah. a very slick operator, but there isn't any juice in his hands, right? Now, I would have anticipated Scott to be able to walk through him, walk him down, pressure him out, and get the kid out of there, because Scott can hit. He's put people away in the past, undefeated, of course. Yeah, But it wasn't the case at all. No. Robbie Barrett put some manners on him. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't think Cardle's the biggest hitter. You, you know, for me, Cardle was exposed against Masha Dodd 
like I thought he lost against Smash in Liverpool. I thought he was very fortunate the referee stopped the fight when he did because he was way behind on the scorecards. And then I thought the draw that they had straight after that, I thought Masha was uh, was was hard done by there as well. Um, for me, this is you know Cardle. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, of of David Price. You know, people see him in the gym. People talk about him in the gym. People are really excited about him in the gym. But I'm yet to see him do it in the ring when it matters most. Early on his career, he looked all right. You know, he looked like there was something there. He wins this British belt. He's put a run together, but all of his wins at this domestic level, British level, have all been a little bit controversial, have all been a little bit tinged for me. I'm yet to see the Scott Cardle that people get excited about. So going into that fight on Saturday night... I'm texting around. My dad was watching it with us. You know, he was he was he was texting me. Text during the fight like I do with you. I was texting my dad backwards and forwards, and my dad was like, "Oh, Cardle's on now. What do you think?" And I said, "You know what? I know Barrett can't punch, but he can. Cardle can be outworked, and if Barrett fancies it, you know, we talk about it then about gym fighters. You know, is Cardle a gym fighter that just can't do it in the ring? Flip side of that is Barrett. You know, he gets an English title shot. He wins it." He yeah. lost a couple of his early fights, but he won his English title fight last time out. Gets a British title fight, wins it easy mm. for me. Won won it, won the fight easy against Cardle, easily outboxed them. You know, enjoyed himself. You know, are we seeing two different types of guys there? One guy that's amazing in the gym, but just can't do it on the night, and another guy that you know on paper doesn't look like anything, but can't well kind of like Masha Dodd. You give him an opportunity, mm. watch him grow, watch him explode. It's a shame. I've, I've, I really feel sorry for fighters like Robbie Barrett because. He, he, he falls into the same category that I look at someone like a Tyrone Nurse, by the way. Yeah. Who is unbelievable. You look at him, you think, blooming heck, look at all the skills. They've got so much skill, slickness, they look amazing. Yeah. But they've got pillow fists. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And really to go to that next level, yeah. you've got to have a little bit of juice to really make a, to put somebody off coming forward, haven't you? But at this yeah. level, I mean... He, Domestic level. He was fantastic. He was, he was outstanding, you know, and, um, you know, it's... It's one of them. Power, unfortunately, it's it's kind of the key to the pro game for me. If you if you haven't got the power to put people away, you know you're going to struggle to make a, a really good elite professional yeah. boxing. You know you can have the best chin in the world, but if you can't get guys out of there with you know even with cumulative punches or whatever, you're going to struggle to really break through that barrier. But at this level, you know at, at domestic level, and you never know what can come later on for Robbie Barrett. What this for his confidence is confidence will go through the roof now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what. Barrett's upwards and onwards. The thing with Cardle is, what does Joe do with Cardle now? Mm. Because it's not been a, a straight road for him. It's been a rocky road. He stumbled through this British title. You know, he's he was one win away there from winning the Lonsdale belt right, outright, yeah. which is phenomenal. But we've heard a few excuses from that camp going, that just didn't happen for him tonight. It was just a bad day at the office. It's like, well, how many bad nights at the office is, is Scott going to have until he turns up and we see what everyone's excited about and we see this potential? Mm. You know, it, it's it must be, be really frustrating. Must be oh, really yeah, frustrating massively frustrating. I've seen him do it and I think, yeah, he's good. Yeah. But then he doesn't turn up on the night. So it must be, for those that are working alongside him and very close to him, it must be even more frustrating. Yeah, and strange this one as well. Obviously, the pressure was on him. Um, because he's the champion and he was going to retain his belt and he's fighting a guy that on paper should be not, nothing to fear in terms of power coming your way just got to stay busy walk him down and land your bigger shots and it was in, in Scotland so you know there was there's no pressure on Cardle that the fact that it's in Glasgow it's out the way you know not necessarily looking to necessarily to spend sell hundreds of tickets or whatever it was and your co-main as well so you're not really the pressure wasn't really on him this was the night when he was performing mm. when there's a guy coming at you that you've not got to be scared of his power that was it was it was all set up for me to be Cardle's moment to go that's him 
that's the Scott Cardle that I keep hearing about. Yeah, yeah. That's what he's all about. So to 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 stumble here, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him now to to rebuild and come back. Um, in contrast for shining under the lights, what a yeah. pro debut from Josh Kelly, man. First Kid of all, looks mustard. Yeah, he does look really good. One thing that I would just want to point out though. And I know sometimes we've got to praise when we slag off with this particular topic and we have slagged and slagged and slagged and slagged these kids that come out of the uh, Olympics and then they just get an absolute walkover first up. Brilliant matchmaking. Well done. Whoever was in charge of that, well done. Superb. You've given him a real test. Some kid that's like a shit that's not going to flush. He's going to keep coming at him. He's going to throw some stuff back at him and give him an opportunity to show off some of the talent, some of the things that he's been learning under Adam Booth. Yeah. One, he's got bags of personality in the ring. Two, he's got bags of personality out the ring. I yeah. am looking forward to the ride with Josh Kelly. I'm excited, man. I'm really impressed at the weekend. You know what? With uh, with the ride that the Sunderland and the Northeast have had with Ross Pearson in the UFC, they've been crying out for the you know since Tony Jeffries has got his disappeared. Yeah. Really, they've been crying out. For a for a pro boxer to really get behind and really support, you know, and this kid's got all the potential to go all the way. The fact that he's with Adam Booth speaks volumes because Adam Booth is not a guy that wastes his time on anybody. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal coach, and I think he's got he's got a reputation he, for dealing with flash fighters as well. He Let's has, and that's what Josh looks like as well. He's yeah, got yeah. it in and out. He's got all the tools. He looks the part. Uh, this kid looks so exciting, and I'm glad you raised that actually because I'd forgotten about that. But that was one of the highlights, certainly, of my weekend was seeing that kid make his pro debut. I just want to see him busy now. I want to see him again. You know, at the end of the day, if, keep him busy. Bang him on the if you can get him on the on the Klitschko. He is AJ. Oh, he's on the undercard. He's on. He's on. They confirmed phenomenal. it. He's on. He's on. Ninety thousand Wembley next fight. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, that's you know what he looked like the kid who will lap it up. Yeah, yeah. He looks like. He'd be like, no problem, stick me on. I'll I'll go floater just before the main event if yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd probably absolutely turn it turn, turn the turn crowd, performance yeah. on, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I thought he was phenomenal. And I also thought Charlie Edwards was great as well. You see, I can't, I, fight. you see, you are right, he was great and he he looked good. I just can't get in. I don't know what it is about Charlie Edwards. I just yeah. can't get into it. Is it because he's so small, do you think? Is it because the flyweights are hard to get involved maybe, with the flyweights? Yeah, you know how I think. I'd like to know that somebody's got some one-punch knockout power that it could go at any any particular moment. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Because he is very busy and he is very technically... He's technically gifted the kid. And obviously last time out when he stepped up to world level, he fell extremely yeah, yeah. short. But that was just an opportunity that he grabbed there and down. then, of course, yeah. Um, he's definitely got talent. I just don't know what it is. There's something that I just go, I'm, I'm not feeling the vibe. Yeah, I, I think it's because when he was when he was a GB and everything else, the England team. You know, obviously we were speaking to a lot of the lads who were with the England team with him, and um, you know they would speak volumes of Charlie and say how hard he works and how talented he is and everything else. So coming out of that, I always thought I always fancied him as a pro and see what he was going to do. I can, you know, on the international amateur scene, he kind of he, he represented us. I think at every major tournament, GB, yeah. but. But fell short. It comes across as a nice kid. Don't get me wrong. I just yeah, it's just I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Maybe it's maybe it's similar with me with Nicola Adams. You know, I want to be the world's biggest Nicola Adams fan. I just don't care. I think that maybe you're getting the same thing with Charlie Edwards. It's like the kid's got so much talent to so fight up and fight for a world title when you when your pro record was what eight nine and zero or whatever it was to so fight for a world title then. Speaks volumes about, again, where Adam Booth sees him as and you know, how far this kid could potentially go. But I think it's good that he's come back to British level now. He's, he's, he's won this belt against Butcher, who's, who's, Butcher who's, a, who's a good domestic level fighter. I think it's upwards and onwards for Charlie Edwards. Mm. But, you know, I kind of like him. I've got to be honest. I kind of like him. Um, you mentioned Booth's name a couple of, a couple of times there. 
I'm delighted that he's back in this mix because it was yeah. a bit of an hiatus for a period of time, obviously, off the back end of Hay and Groves and all that type yeah. of stuff. I just, at the weekend, to see him in a couple of corners, to see him deal with different fighters once again, just reminds me how much I used to love Adam Booth's fighters. And I was, mainly because with, with Josh Kelly, I'm starting to get excited about because there's a partnership there that seems to be flourishing. Yeah. And hopefully... This is going to be the second coming of Adam Booth. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Adam Booth. You know, I spent I've spent some time with him. Certainly back in the days when he was with David Hay, and uh, you know, and then later on with George and everything. Just spent some quality time with him, just having a brew or whatever, just chatting boxing. And the guy is just an absolute arach, but he's a phenomenal coach as well. You know, phenomenal coach. And uh, you know, if I was either of those young guys, or if I was a young pro now, that's that'd be one of the doors yeah. I would be banging on. It's all right being a phenomenal technical coach of which he obviously is yeah, yeah. because to be fair a lot of his fighters do look the same sensational jabs yeah, yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> sensational. nothing wrong with the way they look no, 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 they look brilliant yeah but a lot of the a lot of the guys that he deals with he seems to be able to get them switched on mentally and i think that's the main thing all right you can be technically brilliant yeah but he seems to have that man management that's the right yeah. thing i'm looking for he seems to be brilliant at man management yeah i think at this level that as well because obviously he came through with david hay he was david's amateur trainer as well so they kind of came through together so it was more of a partnership yeah rather than a dictatorship and i think the best coaches work on a dictatorship really where they can you know they've got the complete and utter commitment of the fight in the opposite corner i think with these young guys who he's signing now we look at look up to him because of what he did with hay and everything else they know he's been there they know he's got the experience and they know he's a phenomenal coach i think we're going to see an even higher level of boxer come through his ranks now because of the experience that he has got but that respect from the fighters is there it's, it's he's not their mate mm. he's their mentor he's their coach and that's what he is he's more than just a coach you know he, he's very much a mentor as well mm. gets inside the heads he's building champions and uh, I think you're right this, this could very well be the second coming of him well I'm looking forward to uh, he's got Joe Cordina I'm sure he's got Joe yeah, Cordina yeah. as well who's on the Liverpool card that's this right. weekend yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, do his thing uh, with this Welsh wizard mainly because a pal of mine from Cardiff has texted me on several occasions over the last three months hey that Joe Cordina's on in Liverpool you go in definitely go I used to go to school with his dad talk to me about this talk to me about that <laughs> so Joe Cordina uh, in action uh, four three minute super featherweight rounds this weekend under the tutelage of Adam uh, Booth that'll be good we'll get to that Liverpool card in a minute uh, but we just mentioned George Groves there and uh, obviously we've announced a couple of, t- a couple of weeks ago that uh, Groves Chudinoff yep. would be happening in the UK we are now led to believe that it's going to be happening on the Brook Spence Jr. undercard. Yeah. What a night that'll be. Phenomenal, yeah. Phenomenal. World titles all over the place. No, I know, exactly. For the WBA yeah. uh, Super Exactly. Uh, and you know what? George wins that belt for me as well. I think he wins the belt and it's... Uh, Fedor Chudinov's a good fighter though, uh, man. Listen, he's not like the other Chudinov. No, I, I know he's proper, that. He's a proper one. I know that. I know he's legit, but I just think Groves now at this stage, it's, it's right. The timing's right. I think, and know, he does look well with Shane, doesn't he? He looks great with Shane, yeah, you know, and uh, I think the slight difference between his his relationship with Shane and David Hayes' relationship with Shane, you know, um, I, I think he is actually learning, he's spending some quality time with him, and I'm expecting a big performance from Groves, possibly the performance of his career, mm. um, because there's a massive carrot hanging at the end of it, and that's the De Gale, all London showdown with De Gale. And I want to see that more than anything. And I think no. Groves wants that more than anything as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, just a quick one on our Liverpool card, because you might be tuning into this thinking, right, OK, you've, uh, you've, you've gone back. You've talked about last weekend in, uh, in Glasgow. Let's get stuck into uh, Liverpool. Well, we, last night we did our Radio City talk show. 
Martin Murray's on it, Rocky Fielding's on it. We have a little bit of a look back at uh, everything that's going on in the world of Merseyside Boxing and preview quite a few of the fights, including Masher and Tom Farrell and all these guys that are on that card this weekend. So if you're tuning in for that, make sure you subscribe, fightdisciples.com. Um, there is an episode there, our Radio City talk show from Tuesday night of this week, the 18th. Make sure you get yourself stuck in there uh, because all that preview is on that. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, as well as Liverpool this weekend at the Echo Arena, there's a, there's a small case of the Barclays Centre over in New York. It's a fantastic arena of which I'm sure you are fully uh, frequented with. And there's two young whippersnappers going at it in the 147 pound division these are two lads that have been burnt these are two lads that have been there mm-hmm. they've held the belts they've been there they've been at the top of the tree however that tree has kind of fallen a little bit of recent times this is a real a real matchup that hopefully the winner will be in that mix once again and who knows might be challenging the likes of Kelbrook. Uh, or Errol Spence, whoever comes out of that particular fight, or maybe going on for rematches against the likes of Keith Thurman or Danny Garcia for world titles. It is, of course, Sean Porter versus Andre Bertel, two lads that I absolutely love to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's a great fight. But they've had not great 2016s. No. 2017 needs to be better for them, and what a way to start by going toe-to-toe against each other. First of all, for the winner, you'd anticipate that this is technically an eliminator. You're in the mix next. You win this. You're in next. hundred percent. And it's kind of cool. And it's kind of, hopefully it's the way boxing's going at the moment that this event is on showtime in the US on Saturday night from, from the Barclays Centre. You've got Porter against Berto, two of the best welterweights on the planet. Yet there's no belt involved. We don't yeah. need a belt. We just need 12 rounds to prove in this final eliminator Who for whoever gets the next shot, you know, and it's mirror image of what's happening in Liverpool on Saturday night at the Echo Arena with Martin Murray against Rosado. No belt required. Two of the best middleweights on the planet. Both fought Golovkin. Both fought for world titles. Both looking to get back in the mix. We don't need an international belt or a super belt or a silver belt in this in this case. We know what it's all about. Very UFC, in it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. You know, and you beat him. We'll put you in yeah, it. Good on good on Showtime for not putting this card under pressure to add a trinket. Good on Sky Sports for not putting Eddie Hearn under pressure to add a trinket to Murray Rosado. We don't need it. We know what it's all about. Hmm. Uh, maybe the layman fans might be a little bit like, oh, there's headliner. It's not even got a belt attached. But listen, believe you me, that fight in Liverpool is a belter. This fight. In, in New York is an absolute belter as well uh, and I think there's another one in Germany as well because Nicky Abram Arthur Abram mm. two former world champions again no belt no belt attached we don't need a belt but this event who'd you fancy Berto or Porter you said you like them both yeah I do man who'd you like most Sean Porter yeah me too man why um, I like Berto though man yeah. I, I like Berto I think it was just because the Mayweather fight was a bit of a damn squib but then everyone everyone's a damn squib against Mayweather he fucking negates everybody doesn't he Ma- Sean Porter, I, I just like the way he is mainly outside the ring. I think he comes across as a top... They both come across as top dudes, right? Yeah. But Porter outside the ring... You know, neither are, some, neither are AG and Broner, let's be honest. No, they're nice dudes, right? Nice guys. L- chat well, speak well. Quite religious, actually, Sean Porter. The yeah. way that his relationship with his dad and all that type of stuff, I kind of like all that. And off the back of the Thurman fight last year, which was one of the fights of the year, Yeah, I just think... I've just got an affinity with him. And maybe because, obviously, with the with the Kel Brook stuff, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I don't know why it is. I just have a, a more allegiance towards Sean Porter because, technically, fight-wise, they're pretty much of a muchness. They're both 
They're both as good as each other, and that's why I'm intrigued by this fight, because I genuinely think that we're going to see a little bit of an exhibition. I don't think there's going to be a knockout in this, you know? No. I think we're going to get 12 rounds of proper stuff, real good, technical, real for the purists. I think the purist is going to really get off on this. There'll be a few dirty old men in their uh, vests knocking one out to the TV screen to this one, mate, let me tell you. But I think we'll get a points decision. I hope, I hope that Porter wins this because he's coming off the back of the loss, like I just said, against the against Thurman. Yeah. Whereas Berto's coming into this uh, with a victory, even though he has had recent defeats, like you just mentioned there, against Floyd Mayweather. Against Mayweather and that, yeah. 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 Um, so I he's, think he's coming off a good win as well over Victor Ortiz, who beat him previously. Yeah. So you know it's and it was a knockout. He knocked him out. He knocked him out. Yeah. So I think Berto is the one that comes in probably with a little bit more tail up, yeah. momentum. Uh, don't forget, a couple of years ago, man, Berto was the man in the welterweight division. He had that WBC belt for a long time, boy. He held on it, held on to it for ages. Whereas Porter's come to the party a little bit late. We've only really known about Sean Porter the last two years, I'd say, two or three years, where he's got into world title mix, where Beto's probably been in, in and around the world title belt for an awful lot longer than that. You know what? It's probably about eight or nine years when he first became WBC welterweight champion. So Beto's no mug like he's been around the game a lot longer. He's probably got a bit more experience on him. But I'm like you, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I just fancy Porter for this fight. Uh... I like the way Porter, I like the family side to him. I like the way he's such a nice guy. He's got that big beaming smile across his face all the time. Uh, it, it's just a really good fight. It's a really good matchup. Is it on TV in the UK? Can we watch it in the UK? Fox Nation. Class. Good old Frank. Good old Frank. Always get, always sorts us out, doesn't he? Always sorts us out. But yeah, that's a belter for Saturday nights. Straight from the Echo Arena. One straight thing, home. Mm, I'll one, tune into that. One thing that I do like about these guys is... And, and maybe this is an American thing at this particular weight division, I don't know. But they're, they're at that level now where they don't have tune-up fights, they don't have warm-up fights, no. they don't have, oh, I've got beat, so I need to go and do another little... Six-rounder. Yeah, I don't need to do that. Every single fight consistently is nails. For example, you've got, um, for Porter, when he was champ, you've got Devin Alexander, Paulie Malignaggi, then obviously Kel Brook, Kel Brook ended up beating him. Then you've got Adrian Broner, goes in there and beats you, Adrian Broner. Then he goes and fights Thurman, uh, beats, uh, sorry, gets beat off Thurman. The top names, every yeah. single one of the top names. If you look at Bo- uh, Berto as a, as a contrast, exactly the same, you know what I mean? You've just mentioned that fantastic victory that he put up uh, against Victor Ortiz. Then you've got Mayweather. You've got all these guys. Robert Guerrero's another name that people will be familiar with because of his fight with uh, Mayweather a little earlier on. Proper names. Yeah. Can't say that about Kel Brook. No. You know what I mean? And he's the IBF champion in this weight division. That's right. You can't say, this is obviously the time now where this has to be now for Kel Brook. He can't take a step back from Errol Spence. Whatever happens in the Errol Spence fight, and wherever it is location-wise in, in the U- world, yeah. It has to be Berto, it has to be Porter, it has to be Garcia, it has to be Thurman. They're the names. I don't give a shit about any other name. Yeah, yeah. No matter what happens for Kel. If he wins, loses his IBF crown, these are the fights that he has to be in the mix with, not coming back down no. and fighting on a Commonwealth or a British level. And no. I'm not interested. Well, he, he won't. He won't come back down that far. You know, my fear is that he beats Errol Spence, which, whew, that's a good fight, man. It's, it's, that's, that's not an easy fight for Kelbrook. But you've just said it. If he beats Errol Spence and keeps his title, he's got to defend it against one of those five or six guys. Yeah, yeah. There's no point fighting against some fucking German that pe- most people have to search box rec for. No, no point George, fighting it against some domestic name? George, George Jordan or whatever he's exactly. Not interested. No one cares. That is going to do nothing for you except put some money in the bank. Mm. At this stage in your career, hopefully, Kel, you've got enough money in the bank that you don't need to worry about that too much. And plus... 
this is legacy now. You know, the Golovkin thing, that was chasing legacy. He got a big paycheck out of it, I'm sure. But he's trying to create... Kel wants to be... He doesn't... We've come back again. He doesn't want to be the junior witter of this era. He wants to be the fucking Ricky Hatton of this era. Yeah, of course. And the only way to do that is to go and fight the biggest names available and not worry too much about where it is or what the paycheck is or anything else. Just go out and fight the big guys. And all those five guys you've just rattled off then, they're the guys that Kel Brook has got to fight after Errol Spence. I know we slag him. I know we slag him. And Kel won't like this. But you've got to take a little bit of a leaf out of Amir Khan's book. Fuck yeah, of course. I know that Amir Khan gets sparked for fun, right? But you look at his record, look at the names that are on there, look exactly. at all the guys that he's been in there with. At the exactly. end of the day, when you look back at the careers, when you all finish, yeah, yeah. he can say, I went in with this kid, I went in with this Listen, kid, I went in with this kid, I went in, in with ten, this kid. In 10 years' time, histo- boxing historians will look back and they will judge Amir Khan above Kelbrook at this moment, yeah. Unless Kelbrook does what he's do, what starts, he is doing, starts adding names to his record, one hundred percent. I'm telling you now, because of what Amir has done, what he's achieved, who he's fought, the standard he's been in with for so long, and plus he's probably in five five times as much money as Kel, probably, maybe ten, probably more, yeah. maybe ten times as much money. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think this is the time is right. You know, let's not make it all about Kel again. Let's look at these guys this weekend, but Kel. You need to do a number on Nell Spence. You need to be fighting this type of guy, these guys here. Mm. These are the names. These are the legacy fights, and these are the money fights. Mm. I'm just looking. Down, I'm just looking down the list of fighters that uh, Amir's been in with. I mean, obviously, potential Hall of Famers in Zab Judah, people like that. Uh, your Danny Garcia, is Lamont Peterson now is obviously in that mix. Devin Alexander, the big ones, obviously, Canelo, everybody knows about that. Okay, he's come up short in some of those fights. Yeah. Garcia, Peterson, uh, Canelo. But who cares, man? Fuck yeah. He put it on the line. And exactly. when you look at Kel's, Kel's card, the only one, really, that you tick off is Sean Porter. Yeah. Where he went to America, won the title. That was the perfect platform for me for cracking on and staying over in America and doing his thing like Amir did. Yeah. He's not done that. He's got a second chance now. Errol Spence is that second chance. He needs to put some manners on Errol Spence. People will start going, fucking hell, didn't expect that to happen. I personally do. I personally think he'll come through it because he's too big at that particular weight. Yeah, Kel. Yeah, I think Kel will come through in this particular... It'll be tough, don't get me wrong. He'll have to go through something. I think he will come through. But don't then take a step back. No, no. Go to America. Yeah. Take on Berto. Yeah. Take on Porter. Take on Thurman. Take on all these boys and really cash in and make it. Unified up to the vision. And make a few quid, absolutely. Jamel Charlo's on that card as well at the weekend, defending his uh, WBC super welterweight belt. Uh, interesting one, of course. Liam Smith, Liam Williams. We've just had. We, we're still, we're still picking the bones out of it. Let's be honest with you. Mm. Looks like those guys are probably going to rematch. I seen Liam Smith had been on social media saying, "Make it happen, Frank. Let's let's do it. If people want to see it, let's make it happen." I think it's got to happen. But uh, interesting for that weight class and people in that weight class that Charlo's out this weekend. 28 and 0, Charlo. Do you, do you think he's the best in this weight division? No, I think Erisande Lara is. Who is his gym mate, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. They train together, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think Lara's the best at this particular weight division. Um, I wouldn't put him too far behind him, Jamel Charlo. Yeah. Um, a lot and, of the WBA champion. Yeah, and his yeah. brother as well, who's obviously cleared off to 160 pounds. He's fighting in that eliminator. Yeah. Um, and we now know, thank you very much for this, by the way, Canelo. We released last week's show and then you go and fucking announce that you're stepping up, confirming it, even though we knew <laughs> exactly, it was happening. Yeah. You go and confirm it when we're just alluding to it in the podcast. Thanks, mate. He's 100%. He's off. Af- Get him off. Yeah, he's, he's, cancel him from next week's show. That's it. Cancel Canelo. Uh, 100% he is... Um, after the Chavez fight, 
at the start of May. He will not be fighting £154 ever again. It will be £160. That is where he's going to be. Yeah. Which means that he'll vacate the WBO title, which then kind of freezes up nicely for Beefy versus Williams for that WBO title. And then who knows? Again, that'll be my advice to either one of those. Let's start messing about. Let's get straight back in there. Let's go and fight Jamel Charlo. Let's go and fight uh, every Sandy Lara. Let's go and fight the uh, the world champions at this level. Yeah. this I tell you what, this fight this weekend, though, as well, I've seen this Charles Hartley fight before, and I like this kid. This kid's got a, a ton of talent. This this super welterweight division in America is... Uh, there's so many young, hungry, well, anything, talented guys in Anything there. from what... In America, I know that we talk about British boxing being booming at this moment in time, but and, and we're right in saying that in certain weight categories, really, we are dominating. But when you go from £147 through to £154, I'd say, yeah, it's all American, man. Oh, it's completely That's dominated. where it's all at. Yeah, it's unreal. It's unreal. And this Hartley kid, he fights out of Dallas, Texas. And um, I'm trying to think... Oh, it's Anthony Mundine. I've seen him knock out Anthony Mundine, uh, the old rugby league guy. Uh, over in Australia and that was the fight that I'd seen I thought this kid's got it all that was last time out wasn't it that was his last time out a little look through his record and uh, the kid's got heavy hands and he's going into this fight with his tail up you know he's had a couple of couple of knockouts in the run up to this world title fight he's had the WBC silver belt so he's the number one contender for Charlo's belt hmm. I think if Charlo's not careful and he tries to look past this kid he could come uh, could come unstuck because the kid's clearly got heavy hands but hmm. you're right this super well this super welterweight division in America it's just frightening like literally, you look down the top fifty, of the world rankings, and yes, Beefy's in the mix and whatever else. But other than that, it's just dominated, completely dominated. Um, Charles um, Hatley has been chinned before. Yeah, in his only loss, he was chinned, which then will obviously it's quite early in his career though. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, I think it, it was no, 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 exactly. It to anyone, kind the reason of why I bring that up is that it'll, it'll light up the eyes of Jamel Charlo because the last time that his brother were out, his brother probably put in one of the knockouts of twenty sixteen. It was yeah. absolutely unbelievable. That corkscrew uppercut, everybody will remember it. It was brilliant. So I've no doubt there's a little bit of banter of the uh, Charlo uh, dinner table at point. Uh, who's got the best knockout, who's done this, who's done that. Yeah. So Jamel will be wanting to put on a bit of a show, and he because will. there's a chink in the armoury... You never know. You never know. He might throw. He might be throwing a little bit of extra... But then when you look, Charlo's a, what, got a 50, roughly 50% knockout rate in his pro career, mm. whereas Charles Hartley's got more like a 70, 70% knockout rate. So if it becomes a gun show, it could well fall into Hartley's hands. So what you've just said there, if the Charlo brothers are going, well, I knocked the guy out, you've got to try and do the same. I hope they do. That could be Hartley's could be Hartley's game, which opens up there. No, I hope they do. I hope they do over the dinner table, yeah. they egg each other on. <laughs> and uh, then, I knocked the guy out last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody gets knocked out. Hopefully. <laughs> You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Well, speaking of uh, Amir Khan and former Amir Khan opponents, believe it or not, Breedus Prescott. Remember Breedus Prescott? Yeah. Breedus Prescott's back out this weekend. He's on the undercard of this WBO Super Show at the Stubhub Centre. Is that, is that what they're calling it? The WBO Super Show? Well, well, that I've, sounds I've, like something I've, Don King would do. Exactly. Actually, so I've, WBO yeah. Super Show! <laughs> With his three, flags in his air. Exactly, yeah. There's three WBO world titles on the line on the same night. In, uh, in California this weekend. It's a Bob Arm show, obviously, going out uh, in the US. I don't know whether we'll get it over here. Uh, maybe one that we can have a little look at. Maybe, listen, Frank will sort us out here. If I haven't got it live, Frank will get it somewhere. Is this the one where... Um, Oscar Gilbert- Valdez, Gilberto Ramirez, who took the belt off. It's on Box Nation. It's on Box Nation. Class. There you go. It's Frank's just boxing us off again, isn't he great? But yeah, Breedus Prescott's on the undercard of that fight. You know, his record now is 39. It's just like that night when he sparked out Amir Khan absolutely made him. But obviously he was a kid that just wasn't able to be, you know, he never won a version of the he world. He hit him with a Hollywood punch, man. I remember it. It was the night. I'll never forget it. Same. It was the night. 
I'm looking at it right now as well in all its glory. I swam across the River Mersey. Was it? With Steve Parry, the Olympic medalist. Yeah, we swam across the River Mersey. It was part of my challenge thing. It was 2008. I'll never forget it. We swam across the River Mersey. There was four foot high waves. It was horrific. One of the most dangerous waterways in the country. But we had to swim it at a certain time. You swim it like a boomerang. Yeah. So even though the distance is relatively short... Because of the tide, you have to set off at a certain time. One minute you're swimming towards your destination, the next thing you're swimming four miles down the coast, and then it slingshots you back to where, if you go at the right pace, slingshots you back to where you should be. It's all all very technical. But anyway, it was like four-foot-high waves. It was horrific. I swallowed half the river Mersey. I was sick as a dog. Rushed home, quick bacon butty, got showered, changed, jumped in the car, drove to Manchester for Amir Khan versus Breeders Prescott. And I'm sitting there fucking still burping up the River Mersey while Amir's raking his ring walk. And the moment Amir was getting carried out of the ring after being sparked by Beers Prescott, I was throwing up in Amir Khan's corner buckets <laughs> after the River Mersey was coming Mersey back coming up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was horrific. So I'll never forget that night. So he's kind of, Breeders Prescott's kind of imprinted on my mind. But uh, but yeah, he's on this Carson card at the weekend. He's not in world title action. He's no. a little bit further down the line from that now. He's actually fighting a kid who's 6-0. Breeders Prescott, can you believe that? Would you put your fucking novice in with Breeders Prescott, the way he can punch? Kind of crazy if you ask me, but... Yeah, three world title fights. Um, Jesse Magdalano for the WBO Super Bantam, uh, Oscar Valdez for the WBO Featherweight Belt, and Gilberto Ramirez uh, for the Super Middle Belt. Good fight, that ramirez Matt Burks, uh, yeah, Max Bursak. It uh, is, fight. yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, to be honest, it's a good card, that. You know, all those three champions then, Valdez, Ramirez, Magdaleno, all of those are unbeaten guys. You know, mm. combined records, like almost 100 wins against zero losses. Mm. So... Uh, Big event that one, yeah. Look forward the, to it. Yeah, I know that you alluded to it a little bit earlier on in the show, but Arthur Abraham is in action uh, yeah. over in Germany, and he's obviously got connections with Gilberto Ramirez. He's the man that uh, defeated him uh, and took his title off him. So who knows if uh, Arthur puts in a little bit of a, uh, a fight? And he's got a good one against Robin uh, Krasniki. Yeah, if he does a job on Krasniki, who knows? Might get back in the mix and get a little, well, get an opportunity for revenge against Gilberto. Yeah, it was always going to happen that as soon as. As soon as uh, Arthur Abram fought outside of Germany, no. he was going to lose his no. belt. And that's what happened. He goes to the fight in Las Vegas and Ramirez takes the belt off him. So, uh, I think just, on that, just on that, I know that we're uh, alluding to hometown favourites at the weekend. Right? <laughs> there was a moment in the fight where I might even have texted it to you, but I, I definitely tweeted it. And it was the Ricky Burns fight. And I said, Eddie, get them, get them brown envelopes ready, son. We're going to need them. No shit. 100% he was thinking about it. Yeah, when yeah. He was going, fucking hell, I can't pull this. But off. even that one, though, fucking Ndongo was just too good, wasn't he? I know we go into more detail on all of the show from yesterday, but uh, how good was Ndongo, though? Yeah, he was fucking great. Hell. He was good. So, Arthur, if you're in trouble, mate, because you're back in Germany, mate, this weekend, yeah. aren't you? Make sure that, uh, who's his promoter? Is it Sauerland's? Who's his boy? Sauerland's, I think, yeah. And then yeah. his lad. Get yourself on. But then again, Kazniki's a German as well, so it's a it could be a double brown envelope job. That one <laughs> could be a little bit all over the place. Who do you like the most? <laughs> You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Thank you once again for uh, downloading this particular show. If you ju- only just stumbled across it and you're thinking, what are these two all about? We're here every week. Every Wednesday we do a boxing show. We do a, uh, a Merseyside-specific boxing show on Tuesdays. And we do a UFC show on Thursdays, which you can get via our website, fightdisciples.com. It'll give you a little link uh, to go to iTunes, of which you can click and subscribe and never miss out on our uh, content. We're also on social media, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, where we're going to be running a little bit of a competition this week. Uh, for the Martin Murray-Gabe Rosado fight. If you want to win some tickets, get yourself on our social media. Keep an eye out. 
and I will uh, chuck a little bit of something out this week where you can win and hopefully get yourself down to Liverpool to come and enjoy us. Now, just before we clear off, um, obviously a, a quick word from our new sponsor, which is news to me. Uh, <laughs> um, Nick has uh, obviously he's done some uh, backhand half a daily type of deal uh, for someone to advertise on our hopefully award-winning uh, yep. podcast, definitely award-nominated as we are nominated for... Uh, best sport podcast at the British Sport Podcast uh, British Podcast Awards, which is happening a week of Saturday. The uh, the awards ceremony there. So come on, tell me about the sponsor. What else? Do you, there'll be people listening now that want to get involved in this. They want to get a rub listen, down, They want to get a rubdown off you. Listen, th- this is the thing. We've opened up to a little bit of sponsorship now, a little bit of advertising. The reason being that we're just gonna and we're not gonna sell shit. We're not gonna come on here and say such and such is the greatest mattress you've ever slept on. Fork out two grand for one. We're not I might do. do that. Depends how much. Well, let's send us one for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna push brands and we're going to push businesses and organisations that we think will benefit Fight Disciples. And listen, there ain't no arguing. Fit to Fight UK, mm. the premier professional boxers, mixed martial artist, uh, medical facility in the country. Mm. Been doing this thing for 10 years, got deals with everyone, relationships with everybody, you know, long-term deals with Eddie Hearn, Frank Warren, everybody. Everyone in the game knows who these people are. The only place to go in the UK for your MRIs, your blood tests, your urines, everything, your annual scans to get it all done so you can legally compete, fit to fight UK. Uh, if you're looking to make a book and you want to get yourself in or you want some more information about prices, everything else, listen, this is the most competitively priced medical you'll get in the country as well. So not only is it a one-stop shop, one-day job, but it's the most competitively priced in the country and they take care of all the paperwork so you don't have to do any paperwork, which is, for any fighter, phenomenal. So more information, give them a ring on 07833-966-774. Why are you giving out your own personal mobile <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. are you doing that? That's a different number. <laughs> I just do rubdowns. I wonder why you got two phones now. What's that? <laughs> one for business, one for pleasure. <laughs> There you go. Give that number a ring if you're in the fight game uh, and need medical assistance. I'll tell you what, I got approached by... It's funny when you get nominated for this award, and this is going to sound like we're, we're bragging a bit now, but it's funny when you get nominated for something and you you come into other people's thought processes Yeah. and companies see, hey, there's a podcast there that's doing okay, um, there are demographic, all those lads, let's be straight, uh, and they want to push their product on them. And I'm going to bring that product to us next week, right? Basically, we, we've been approached by uh, a Danish beer company. Class. And they... Uh, Sign them up. Well, they've just said, bring can, them on. can we advertise our products on there? I said, yeah, well, that's okay, you can. But what's in it for, one, me and you, and yeah. two, everybody that listens to the show? I said, surely there's got to be some free ale somewhere, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. You know how I work. Hell so yeah. they've gone, oh, well, we, we can't give free ale. I said, you can give us fucking discount, mate, is what you can do. Yeah. So... They're sorting out a discount code for us. So next week, right, we're going to have uh, a beer company on our show, of which will be a discount code. I think they do like crates of ale for 20 quid, but we'll get a discount to take it down to a tenner. Go like mad, right? <laughs> go, go like Stock mad Stock up for yeah. summer. Stock up for summer, right? We're going to sort that out for you next week, so make sure you come back and join us. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in Liverpool at the weekend for Martin Murray, Gabe Rosado. Join us on social media to uh, talk about all the other fights that are happening as well, and we will catch you next week, because next week is when we shoot our load. It's the big one. It is AJ versus Klitschko. We will be building it up and building predictions. it Predictions. Oh, Prediction time. All week we're going to be doing next week. Can't wait. All week. It's going to be absolutely crazy and we want you to be a part of it. So make sure you come and join us. Fightdisciples.com. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.